just no, I, I, in the darkness as it as the darkness deepens. The birds are stuck, just giving their final night course and they're beginning to be quiet. Already the bats are out and they're flicking about our head. Insects, the coolness of the evening are starting to become less active and the midges are not biting just so much. But everything changes and suddenly all the sounds of the night, the stillness of the night, and perhaps as we stand with here, some of the night creatures emerging. We may be lucky enough to hear a fox crying. The oils are, there's oils in the park here. But all these things start to happen at night. And a different, an entirely different feel where you were quietly confident during the day, daylight hours at night. Everything becomes different. Every stone, every tree changes its shape and all sorts of things begin to happen. I'm Alan Kilgore, a long-term member of Kilkeel Angling Club, and we're on the banks of the Whitewater River within Mourne Park. And the Whitewater is an interesting little river. It rises in the, in the high moorns on the western flank of Sleep Muck. Through Mourne Park, then it flows out onto the coastal plain and eventually um, flows into the sea in Little Bay and Carlingford Lock. The darker the light, the better for the sea trout angler because they seem to relish coming out into a pitch black night and it often puzzles anglers how they see anything. But for an angler, he comes to the river just at, what they say in Moore, at the edge of dark, just at dusk. If he hasn't been on the river before or isn't familiar with the river, he would spend maybe an hour or so before uh, the light goes. Just get familiar with the, the layout of the pool he's going to fish and he'll wait till it's really dark and then he starts fishing. gentlemen, this is Captain Paul Roach speaking. Welcome on board the European Highlander. This ship is now secure for sea and about to leave the berth. It's a beautiful evening on the North Channel with light airs and calm seas, so we should have a comfortable crossing. We are on schedule and do expect to arrive into the port of Cairnryan on time at 0200. Thank you for choosing PO Irish Sea and we hope that you enjoy your voyage. We left the Port of Larne there at 23.59 is our scheduled sailing and we're due to arrive into the Port of Cairnryan at 0200, so it's a two-hour crossing. Um, that's just the GMBSS radio there, just for safety warning. Um, as you look out, you can see there's shore lights there, that would be Port Patrick. If you look out our starboard beam, you can look into Belfast Lock and you can look at the Muse Lighthouse. Uh, visibility is superb tonight, we can see 
30 plus miles so you can just about see the Mullican Tire Lighthouse flashing away well up to the north and that's 25-30 miles away as well. Navigation at sea is still primarily uh, visual based as against instrument based like we have GPS and radars uh, and all that kind of thing but the primary thing you do is still look out the window if you like and in order to look out the windows we need to have all the lights shut off on the bridge so we're actually standing here in the dark if you had the lights on the reflection on the windows you wouldn't be able to see out yeah it's atmospheric isn't it <laughs> yes it is uh, I suppose it feels more you know closed in comfortable if you like you know rather open and bright and I hadn't quite thought of it like that do you like the night shift yourself um no, <laughs> half and half. I'd say it has its advantages. The disadvantage, obviously, is because you're working at night, so your body clock is completely turned on its head. And when you do it for two weeks, and we do it for two weeks straight, it can be very tiring by the time you get off. So it takes about two or three days to get over it. Whereas when you work the day shift, your body clock is in tune. How do you find trying to sleep during the day? Difficult because you know a ship is a twenty-four hour operation. So even while you're asleep, there's always someone working. So even while we're working, obviously yeah, the day shift are sleeping. So, so at any one time, there are how many people asleep on this boat? At the present time, um, there's I would estimate what forty four zero. There will be forty asleep at, on board now at the moment. Forty of the ship's crew are asleep, and then on the day shift during the daytime, there will be twenty asleep. So there will be that sort of split. So uh, there's always somebody asleep on board the ship. You know, it's because a ship is um, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. We need to operate. I mean, a ship is a whole, is a self-contained uh, unit. Can we help you? Okay. My name is Alan Hearn. I'm a Samaritan with the Belfast branch and I've been a volunteer for 10 years. I think we know that the night's a veil of tears for people who are vulnerable emotionally. When's your busiest time? I think our busiest time, as I say, is probably from 12 o'clock to around 3 a.m. But in the middle of the night, uh, that's when people are feeling loneliest and when you have the darkness around you and you can't sleep and you want to talk about something which is is on your mind, it's not always easy to to roll over and maybe speak to your husband, your wife, your partner, whatever, your friends. They're not there. And maybe they're going to work the next morning. Who could blame them? So that's why we... Uh, we're here, Samaritans are always here uh, and in Belfast we know that uh, we've come through a very difficult time in the last 30 or 40 years and our branch has been open right through all that and we've had volunteers and many of them are still with the branch even during that time uh, who overcome some very difficult obstacles to get on duty because they felt it was their duty and uh, so I think Belfast has been uh, is different in that sense because it's been so many stories have been told, but I think, and that's just a personal feeling, that there are so many, many more stories to be told. Obviously now we have peace. Do you, do you still get people with troubles related to stress? 
Yes, we do. Uh, and I think once people reflect in a more peaceful situation, it may give them that more comfort, if you like, or confidence maybe just to, to begin to tell or offload whatever is on their mind. And uh, having spoken to many people myself, there are people with issues that have happened during the last 30 or 40 years and they would find it very difficult to speak to anyone. Uh, but when they speak to a Samaritan, they know that they're not going to be judged and we're not going to tell them what to do. Uh, we're not going to report them to anybody. The conversation is totally 100% confidential. So people are haunted by acts they have committed during the Troubles? I think so, and I think there are many um, instances where people have things have happened to them or uh, been involved in things, and it's not, it's not something you're going to discuss at, at, around a dinner table. But where else would you get an opportunity to talk to a stranger and offload things that have happened in your life without people telling you what to do or what you should do? And that's what our service does. Just hooked a wee fish here. What do you think you've got? Um, it's most likely a salmon par or sea trout. Uh, looks like a brown trout, actually. Lovely, isn't it? Oh, it's beautiful. So that's too small for you to keep. Oh yeah, yeah. You wouldn't wouldn't kill anything that small. Happy goes. On a very odd occasion, you'll hook one of these bats that are flying around us. I know my father, on several occasions, has actually landed a few. <laughs> a bat? Yep. Yeah, brought the line on and a bat was jumping about. I thought, in the dark, you don't know it's a bat. You think it's maybe just a leaf off a tree or something. And you get it in and it's jumping about in your hand. It's uh, quite scary. <laughs> maybe don't like the dark if there's something troubling us and if something deeply troubling you or you've had if you've suffered depression the early hours of the morning are not a good time you know later on tonight I may take a call and a person may be in a very very dark place and to me you know, although they tell us what their feelings are and what they're feeling I, I don't know what they're feeling you know I, I understand what they're saying to me but I don't know how badly they're feeling um, you often wonder about that person, and you know the next day, and, and you hope they're okay. You know. But you know you may never know the outcome of that. And indeed, there could be people who are feeling suicidal, and who are at that point during the morning where things are so black, uh, and there is no way forward that they may choose maybe at that point to end their life, and that that means it becomes very very difficult. What 
what's distinctive about doing the night shift on the ship? I think it's more personal because there's less staff on duty at night and I think it's more of a family atmosphere, you know, you have more time to spend talking with your colleagues and, you know, you've more free time and um, there's uh, not so many people around or passengers, so, you know, we can spend an awful lot more time together. And on the night shift, we all sit down together at uh, half past two and have a meal together, which would be unusual on a ship because normally you'd have ratings that have their mess, you know, POs would have their mess and the officers would have, you know, eat in their a separate area, whereas at night time, you know, we all get to sit down to eat together because it's more practical, if you like. So it has a levelling effect, the night? Oh, absolutely, yes, it does. I think you have more time to understand and work with people, you know, and um, there's less of a division, if you like. So this is a, this is a port of Cairn, Ryan. And the captain, we're on a flood tide, so the captain's just doing a port swing off the berth here. stuff coming back now is uh, Marks and Spencers, Tesco's, Asda. It's all the food coming on. We arrive at 6 o'clock in the morning, so they'll be by the, at their supermarkets by 7 with the fresh produce. We'll get it on the shelves for uh, the shops opening at 8 or whatever time to open, you know. 